All right, I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable. I feel loose. I feel good. I got a cup of tea. What do you got? You got a little beverage on right now, Jer? I got nothing. Nothing? Except a stomach ache because I just ate a bunch of wine gums. (laughs) You have a thing with those candies, eh? You like those like kind of like hard, rubbery candies. It's my it's my jam, dude. It really is. Welcome to the Open Road Podcast. We're back with a fresh ep. Calv is sipping on some chamomile tea over there, nursing a cold. It's not chamomile. (laughs) And uh, we're here to help you find adventure in the everyday. And boy, do we have some fun stuff to talk about today. Jarrett, where do we even get started? Well, I have to admit, I um, was very pumped to randomly get a message to my phone with someone responding to an Instagram story that you put up. I will tell you this. My heart simultaneously rises and sinks when I see you take control of the socials. And I'm always <laughs> I'm always sati- I'm always satisfied and happy. Jerry, you have taken down a good amount of things that I've posted. I've and only I take taken great down offense one. to that. I've only taken down one. Is that true? Only th- no. Yes. You just scold me privately? No, you're you you're good. That one incident scarred us both. Right. That was bad. <laughs> but I have a hard time with that. And sometimes I will, I can catch myself and I'll take it down, knowing that no one's going to get the joke. Anyways, yes, Jer. Uh, so basically, here's what happened. I unearthed the RV today. Yes. It was like frozen. You ever seen Ice Age? Um, The movie with the squirrel? Right. With squirrel. And then like there's these animals that are just frozen in a glacier. Yes. And then they melt. And they come alive, yes. and it's like you go back in time. This is kind of what happened. Like I feel like the RV was cryogenically frozen, yes. and I just like it emerged today. And it just so I fully I went there with like a battery booster pack to like I'm like there's no way this thing is gonna fire up. It's been through a very very harsh winter, <laughs> and lo and behold, I didn't even put the battery charger on. She just fires right up. Old gas, old battery. The battery survived being outside in minus 30 for the whole winter, and it just fires up like that? Let's be real, Jared. Old everything. <laughs> I also love the idea that you're totally right. It literally sat and sat and sat for months, but you doing that, it was it made it almost feel like we never left it behind. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I also don't like feel bad. Like I feel like... It has a bit of its own spirit, but the spirit gets frozen with it over the winter. So right. I don't feel bad, right? Like now that it's been awakened, we can, you know, welcome it back into our lives. Well, and it's really funny because as crazy as this sounds, and this is like bringing that all up, it was almost a year ago when we did Demo Day. No, actually. I mean, down in like, your house. Okay, it's still the end of March, and that was like mid-May, but that's only a month and a bit out. Like, oh yeah, right. Okay, like it's it's been that long since we started to work on that thing. Right. Well, that's in a major cool. way. So that actually got me really excited. Where I was like, oh, I got to get up there, and Calvin, and I got to do a little bit of work because now it's like the stuff that like is the finishing touches. Yeah, I know. So I mean, I can go into a little bit of detail, but like, yes, it was. Yes, it fired up. But that was the least of my problems today, Jer. This thing was buried in like eight feet of snow all around it because our yard guy was piling snow like kind of around it. And just, you know, the way the winter went. 
So I had him work for a little while just digging out behind <laughs> so I could sneak this thing out. And I was just, you know, with a big stick conducting. Yeah, and, yeah. And <laughs> uh, and then finally got like it cleared out. Then I got a shovel and I shoveled, you know, the back like underneath the back bumper to get a yeah, nice clear yeah, passageway yeah. to slide her back. And then I, <laughs> we could see that there was some ice. And he's like, "Oh yeah, just try like rocking it back and forth. It should break free. No chance. Not even close, dude. I like saw in that video how much ice frozen. that was. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess just from like so hindsight, twenty twenty. But another guy's like, "Oh yeah, you gotta put drive them up on blocks." Well, yeah, great. Or you just wait till the winter's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I actually don't know how. I was just going to get some uh, some salt and like yeah. clump salt around the tires and leave it overnight. But then I was talking to um, another guy there, our mechanic actually, and he's like, oh yeah, I'll go get her out. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I went back to work. And then a couple hours later, I uh, see him driving Mach 1 through our yard in that thing. No. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess you got it out. Like absolutely shredding around the corner. And I know <laughs> how fast he was going because, you know, in the bumper, Jer, we have that 4x4 yes. post. That yes. thing basically was hanging out like oh almost all the way. And, w- and did you get in? All the cushions were everywhere. And... Yeah, it's like disaster. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. I just I, I love and hate that all at the same time. You know that that guy had his probably the best moment potentially of his well for sure of his week potentially of his month in that moment he was in that thing driving it yeah it was it was pretty funny i was like very nervous because he did not know but the roof there's a major hole in the roof and i have the stop sign right or the no parking sign and then a bucket on top of that and the bucket i have the bucket full of rocks right so it didn't move all winter so like it was solid and it didn't move so I see him screaming by in the RV with the bucket on top. And I'm like, oh, he's going to lose his bucket and it's going to go <laughs> everywhere, like smash into cars. Um, <laughs> but it stayed on. So it must have a, just a little bit of ice around there. And it just was yeah, hanging on. So I think that our, bucket, our, Jer, may be a permanent fixture. I was going to say that next move is you and me driving down the road. I follow at a safe distance and we see how fast you can go with that bucket. Stay. I know. <laughs> see if we can get up to highway speeds. So, yeah, I mean, it made me feel good. I mean, things are good as far as uh, it works. It's moved. Um, I got to move it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. That was all the good news that I okay. gave you. Okay. Now I'll give you some bad news. All when right. I went into the back, I yes. wiped out completely because the floor is covered in ice. Oh, my gosh. Where does ice come from? Water. Where does water come from? The roof. Guess where our roof was? On the ground? No, not on the ground. Oh, my God. But there is water in the sagging roof. Oh, woof. Woof, indeed. My sagging heart, woof. Like, pretty bad, eh? Well, hard to assess, but yes, fairly bad. Now, just in the middle, there was the ice sheet, or was it like on the cushions and everywhere? No, it seemed like it was just kind of condensed, like down the hallway. Right. The hallway leading back to the kitchen bathroom area. But Calvin, are you okay? You didn't slip and break your leg? No, I'm okay. But I mean, emotionally, I'm a little, you know, defeated. But I didn't let that get me down too much. Well, it was funny because you and I definitely talked about potentially tarping it again before the winter and this, that, and the other. And then I don't really blame either of us for just like 
letting it sit. But I think you and I both knew deep down we were going to come to a nasty surprise in the spring. But I kind of didn't, Jared, because I feel like we put so much of that waterproofing goop on the roof. I don't think we put enough on. But what are we supposed to do? Like layer on four inches of it? Three layers. We put so much on there and it still leaked. And I guess it just, I mean, it could probably just be a small leak and that's all it takes. Water finds a way. Ooh. Right. That's all water does. Right. It goes to the lowest point. That's the right. only thing it's been designed to do. Uh, I hate that. No, From I a glass, water. into your mouth, down your stomach, down. Out to the down, toilet, down, down, down. Down a pipe, down. All water ever does is goes down. I hate it so much. Okay, well, what are you supposed to do? What well, we, we deal with it. We conquer... Well, and the good news is, is because we didn't spend any money on it over the last six months, when we go have to go buy a new roof, we'll be like, oh, who cares? This is just $400. Forgot all about it. <laughs> Forgot all about the labor. <sighs> Forgot all about the labor. We'll just rem- we'll just be like, oh, we didn't finish the reno last year. Yes. So, um, okay, that, that's what's happening with me. Um, what's well, up with you? Good. Uh, well, what's up with me? There's there's not too, too much new going on. I've been talking with increased frequency about my other podcast project, and I'm excited to share another breakthrough. And I know I've been doing this, so it might be getting tired, but um, I have found a really good process and a really good person to help me out. Go on. So I have... I did like a really crap version of episode one a little while ago. Then okay. just recently, I was like, no, I gotta, I gotta like nail episode one and get it out and get good feedback and try some music stuff and i finished a much better version the first one was like 10 minutes this one was actually about 39 minutes so i'm like way more writing way more interviews like way better way better and i'm like and there's probably about between five to seven minutes of stuff that I don't need to say. Like, I'm just saying too much. Like, I can get to the point or I don't need to, like, people aren't stupid, so I don't need to tell them, like, a 100 times. So Mm -hmm. I'm feeling once this next round of feedback goes in, I'm going to be very close to a really good episode one that's going to be in that, like, perfect sweet spot of, like, low 30s minutes of really nice production. That's what we're after. Um, So you mentioned a special someone. Can that person be named? Uh, I'm not going to name them right now because this whole podcast can't be named. Uh, but it's uh, a person, a person from camp who has a uh, a female perspective and a totally different eye. So someone who's close enough to the story but far enough away to be really helpful. Is it your wife? It's not my wife. It's a camp person. Just my wife. Yeah, your wife. Your yeah, your wife went to camp. Mm. I, I almost let out of my mouth, my wife hates camp, but that's way too <laughs> aggressive. But we kind of like to play that dichotomy. She doesn't hate camp, but it's like, I love camp, she hates camp, and that's kind of the what we, what we uh, just kind of how we live, you know? Like the yin and the yang. Can I tell you a cool camp story? Really yeah. quick? Yeah. I am so excited to be on a whole new perspective of camp. So I was working last week um, at the Cottage Life Show in Toronto, yeah. and Noah and Kate came to visit me one day. Yeah. And uh, our camp that we are associated with, Camp Minioe, has like a whole section there, uh, which is basically like, yes, it's like advertising their camp, but also they take on like just daycare and they have like a big sandbox there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my son going buck wild in there, just having a time of his life playing in the sandbox, loving camp. The Minioe sponsored sandbox. And it just got me so excited for him to go to camp. I love that. 
I right? love that, Calvin. Picture that little guy at camp, Jer. It's that's just amazing. That's it's just pure bliss. As a, fa- as a father, that's got to be so cool. Very cool feeling, Jer. Wow. Uh, yes. I really like that. And that is almost even the fun thing about this project again, because I'm like, I am attempting to tell the story, like, uh, like basically tell Camp's story in a really kind of intricate, long form way. Like, that's that's right. all this story is. It's just this is why Camp is awesome. Right. Yeah. And I think there's so many people that are going to be able to connect with that perspective because so many people, even if they didn't go to camp, they have those memories they can link back to, which is like childhood friendships and, you know, horsing around and that sense of independence. Yep. So the other really, the other reason why I think my episode one is a big breakthrough is because now it's set me up a, with a process and B with a much clearer picture of episode two, three, four, et cetera, et cetera, because I kind of had outlines for what stories I wanted to tell in each, Mm -hmm. but it obviously has to build off itself. So I was realizing like I was working ahead and trimming audio and doing this and that, but I found when I really got into the story, like it was sometimes saying something different than what I wanted it to, if that makes sense. Right. It does make sense. Yep. I, I, the challenge of communicating what your, what your vision is, is incredibly difficult. Yep. Like especially what you're trying to do. But it's been exciting because like the feedback has been really helpful and like pretty ruthless, right. which is absolutely what you need. Oh man, How's it's your like you need. Doing? No, it's it's really good because it's like I know you can tell by what I wrote what I'm trying to do, and then someone helps me actually do it. Right. Okay. Like cool. I got seventy percent of the way there, and with like whatever few tweaks, you're you're all the way there. So anyway. And that's creativity being edited. Down. Yeah, that's, that's just a process. You can't get discouraged by it. No. And it's that's refinement. And that's what I think is exciting about this project is I mean, I don't know, maybe I've said this before, but like my whole life, I when I'm doing a creative project, it's either just for me or I don't care really what other people think, or it's just for fun. So I just want it to be like whatever I like is fine. But in the case of this story, it if I want it to be as good as I want it to be, I can't do it on my own. So I had to right. I have I have to just be realistic about that. Right. Hmm. Okay, um, well, I'm excited to maybe hear a little bit and then just excited for your process. Thank you, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. And I and I really, I mean, I hate saying this out loud, but I really would like to get it out this June. That's coming up very quickly. Very quickly. I'd love to have that out for my birthday. What's your birthday? Beginning S- of June. 7th or something? 3rd. 3rd! You got three days. <laughs> Th- three days into June. Okay, I'll try. I will try. Okay, Jer... I got a real problem. And, and then I, I have your a help. problem and I need your help. So okay. you go first. Mine is a moral problem. Oh my gosh. So I'm driving to work this morning and yes. I kind of told you this, but I didn't get you any details. I'm driving to work. I got one hand on a steering wheel, one hand on my coffee, very alert driving down highway 118, which is a two lane highway. It is 80 kilometers an hour. That's 50 miles an hour for our American listeners. Um, driving down straight as an arrow in my little car. And a car passing me, like going the other direction, is also going 80. It's a truck. It's a silver truck, like a pickup truck. And I see it drift completely into my lane. And a split-second decision, I yank the steering wheel, hit the ditch, like all four of my wheels in the ditch, and then ripped it around back out. So, like, I popped back out on the road. Totally fine. This dude in the truck was, like, fully in my lane. Like, he was fully 
all four tires over the line. Really? And he also corrected. Like, he would have absolutely killed me. And maybe himself. And did it... That's insane. Dude, my heart was pounding for like an hour later. I, I thought... Here's what actually happened, Jared. Like, I yanked it, and I just closed my eyes because I thought, here we go. Really? It got that you, close? It was that close. And you know that feeling, Jared, like when you when a transport truck passes you in the RV, and you feel like, because it's pretty tight, and you feel like that little bit of pressure, like, kind of swoosh you over? Yes. Like, I felt that was how close he was. Like, I felt that, like, kind of like that pressure. And that was from a pickup truck? From a pickup truck. Like, that. oh, my gosh, dude. So, like, it was unbelievably close. This guy almost kills me. He's probably on his phone or probably, I don't know, falling asleep, eating his McMuffin. I don't know what he's doing. Did you did you even manage to honk? Not probably not. No, no way. Not a chance. Life flashing that, before my eyes. It didn't actually flash before my eyes. And when so you say ditch, it was it like the shoulder or was it like a down into like a sorry, little bit of a ditch? Shoulder. Shoulder is the term. Just the gravel part of the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you were fully on it like oh yeah, yeah. i was like, like dust behind you. gravel yeah yeah which can be really dangerous when you're coming back on the road if you're going 80 like that could oh, yeah. easily fire you into a tree it could have been so bad jer it was not at all bad like i'm totally fine the jetta is fine <laughs> rudy out, rudy was asking this if you're guy still in that thing is doing great so here's where it gets interesting okay i think i know who it is or who it was And you said a second ago you think he was on his phone, so you 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 don't think it was a prank. I oh, that would be a pretty crazy prank. Like it was that close where there's like no way he saw your car and was like, "Oh, there's Calvin. Let's play a funny joke." Ah, uh, is that a joke people play? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. If if you're far away and then you go back into your lane, it's a joke. But he literally, if you wouldn't right. have swerved, he would have hit you head on. Oh yeah, he would have killed me, a hundred percent. Like, that was my first instinct when you kind of right. told me this morning very briefly. I was like, oh, if you know the guy, he was probably, like, playing with you. No. Oh, no, no. He, so he, I, my assumption is, of course, he's probably on his phone because that's probably the most logical conclusion. But, right. sure, could have been a million things. But it was, like, a perfectly straight section of the road. Um, yeah. So, also could have been, yeah, on a phone, slowly drifting, like, straight yeah. or falling asleep, slowly straight. But you start and then, drifting in a car, Jer. Like th- that crown of the road. Like you catch that crown, and it pulls you over one side or the other. Totally. But and my other question is: w- Did you look in your rearview mirror, and did he like swerve back into his lane right after? He did. Yeah, he swerved into his lane. Like we so were both you, basically like simultaneously like avoided death, right? Like he s- cranked it back as I was. So you did see him like actually crank and swerve out of the lane. I didn't really see it. I was. You were eyes closed doing it for yourself. My eyes were fully closed. Like I just cranked it myself. So. Holy smokes. Here's my dilemma. Like I think I know the guy. But I have to beat the shit out of him. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I I think you do. He almost killed me. You're a father. You would have never been able to see your your kid go to camp. I know. Right? So. I'll think about it. Or I'll sleep on it tonight. I'll let you know. Well, I will. Let, I I would like to hear your conclusion on if you should really actually beat the crap out of him. Now, I do think whether that is your course of action, uh, you a hundred percent should confront him. Right. Good point. 
confrontation. I'm into that. Like, and because you're happen. because you're both alive, like if you're if you're feeling a little apprehensive, you can make a little joke. Like you can be like, "Hey, dude, was that you that almost killed me the other day?" And then right. just watch his reaction. Right, 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 right. But I do want to like. Of course, I want to bust him a bit. Well, a hundred percent. And then once you bust him, then you can really bust him, and like then you can actually, if if he admits it, then you can legit say, like you can highlight the seriousness of that. Like I don't think that's a bad thing to do. Right. It's like, just the you, commute there. You would have been dead. Probably not him if he was in a truck. I know that's the scary thing, right? Eighty. Like I'll be driving. Eighty to eighty head on is. An, an absolute nightmare. Well, yeah, and I'm going 100. He's definitely going 100. Right. So it was 100 to 100. Brick hitting wall. a brick wall at 200. Is that what that, like, is that the equivalent? I don't know it how It is. That 100% it is. I mean, not yeah. quite a brick wall because they both cars move, but yes, essentially. Right, because it crumples equally, and the brick yep. wall wouldn't crumple, theoretically. Brick wall wouldn't, yeah. But yes, it is that type of impact. Very, very devastating. Like, that's the picture you see of, like, the car that's like, how did anyone survive that crash? And you're like, yeah, no one did. <laughs> right. So, like, yeah, Jerry, I was, like, shook up this morning. Are you feeling um, any sort of weird appreciation for life, or are you still coming down from it? Uh, I mean, a little bit. Like, it, this is so weird, but I'll just explain it. Uh, that was today's Thursday. Wednesday, I had a meeting to like sort out all of my life insurance stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. So like, obviously that's so weird. It's like, I've never thought about myself like dying or like the responsibility of what that leaves behind. And I'm now like figuring this all out and like signing the papers. Right. And then the day after I almost die. Well, it is funny because, yeah, you, we do not expect to die at our age. And yet, if you don't have your life insurance stuff sorted out, like, you got a family now. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jared, don't lay on the seriousness of all that business. I just went no, through that. No, I with, know. I'm not with, trying with to. With the salesman. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I'm sure you did. With death salesman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm not Guilt trying to do that. death salesman. <laughs> Think about your wife and kid, man. So uh, good. Um, well, it's what actually funny that you... Funny that you say that because I was uh, just doing some little work on my life insurance today too because I used to pay annually all at once and now I'm like, yeah, enough of that. And I'm just going to pay monthly. Right. So. Well, that's not really a great story, Jer. No, it was a very boring story, but it's very <laughs> weird that at the same time we're working with oh, our yeah, stupid I, life okay. insurance. And I think that is actually important to talk about because, yes, two adventurous, free-spirited guys like us spend our hard-earned money on life insurance to be fair i don't i still don't it's just worth it i will be soon no like this this is it was, it oh was like that, that was my first meeting of it oh well you gotta so, go back tomorrow <laughs> i know that's what i'm saying uh, clearly it's urgent yeah it's very urgent literally never even thought about it before this yeah wow that's really interesting that is a funny little sign huh uh well here's my dilemma tell me this is a little bit of something I think you would ask me in terms of a social advice with Jared, and I need social oh. advice with Calv. Bring it on. So we got some mail the other day, and it was a Purolator package, but it was a we got just a slip so yeah, yeah. Um, to pick up the package. But the name on the package was the previous owner of this house. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I've told you this, but he is deceased. 
Oh, right. I I did know that. Yeah, okay. And he was like a young-ish guy. And so now there's this Purolator package that it has not been delivered, but we have the slip for. And like, I, I don't know what comes in a Purolator anymore, but I feel like he's got a package from some friend who doesn't know he's dead. Well, you can't get it, right? Because you need to show ID. You got it. So now how do I help this potential person out there find out that their friend has passed away? I'm in an awkward situation here. First to find them, and then I have to tell them that. So do you, uh, hmm, you were you able to lay, lay eyes on the package at all? Not at all. I wasn't here when it came. So I have to like, so now like, what do I do? Do I go pursue this to make sure this thing either gets back to sender or whatever? Two things my, you can do. What's my responsibility here, Calvin? Well, your responsibility is to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> really? This was dropped in your lap. That's on me now? I think so. And okay. you're going to want to. Okay. Because it's only going to be interesting. Okay. Um, they're probably not going to release the package to you because you're not. the IDs won't line up. However, when Ooh. you give the person the slip, they will go up to the back, they will get the package, and then they'll ask for your ID, likely. In that sequence, right. in that time, when you're shuffling around for your ID, get your phone and take a picture of the slip on the package. And then you're going to be like, oh, that's not me. I'm not Bill Butts. And then they won't give it to you, but you don't really need it because now you have the return address. Ooh. That's all, that's all I need. And then I can figure out who sent the package. And then you go from there. Next step. And next step is find the address, call, look up Google a phone number, and call them? Yeah, it's probably just going to be an address, though, right? Yeah. So you just go there. Go Well, I wouldn't go there. I'd Google it to see if it's a business or a house or whatever. You're, you're saying, don't do that. Just go there. <laughs> <laughs> it costs what it costs, Jer. Take the flight. <laughs> Take the flight. But isn't that a, kind of an interesting situation? Yeah, like hopefully it's not some... Oh, but then, like, you got to know what this thing is, Jer. I got to dig and in. And this is, like, years later. This guy's been dead for years, right? That is the... Th- sorry, that's the other layer where I'm like, who okay... Who's sending... <laughs> yeah, who's sending a package that does not know that this man has passed away? Like, hopefully it's not catalogs or something. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's something interesting, so I don't, I don't know what to do. So you guys haven't been to the post office yet, is what you're saying? Correct. What's this guy's name? Kevin. You know it? Yeah, oh yeah. Should How do I, you should I should I talk to my teenage buddies and see if they can get me a fake ID? That's literally what I was just about <laughs> to say. Go in go downtown and get a fake ID. Cuz it's pretty good. Yeah. It is good. That's getting into we'll have to maybe consult your wife, but that's probably a crime <laughs> that we've now <laughs> talked about it in public. <laughs> yeah, it's probably something like fraud. Right. Of a dead person, though. Deceased. Yeah. Hmm. That is a bit weird, right? Yeah, so. Mm, I don't know why, but you you saying that reminded me of a really really interesting factoid I heard on a Radiolab podcast today. Okay, tell me. Um, There is a giant debate among the scientific and legal community about the ownership of body parts. Uh, explain in more detail. So let's say you needed a lung transplant. Okay. When that lung comes out of that other body and like is in transit and it goes into you. Right. Whose property is it? So you have an own organ donor card, which means 
you're releasing like the rights for your parts. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So is it not just owned by whoever? Like, um, uh, is it is it a dibs thing? It's a bit of a it's a bit of a dibs situation. Is it dibs or like um, mine first kind of thing or like whoever first light? Is it shotgun? Maybe it's like that. It's like shotgun, but it was actually I can't I can't really describe it because it goes into these weird things about the law and about how like the way ownership works and and why why like all why it's all weird and messed up when you talk about the ownership of body parts. But it was a very interesting radio lab. I would suggest listening to it. I imagine there's a very good story that led to that question. Like someone died and they were an organ donor and someone else in the family or close to them needed the liver, but then the liver just went on the liver donor list instead. You got it. Well, it was, it was a little different. There was the one dad who needed a lung transplant and then he got it. And then they were like, they had this weird, like, okay, like it's mine, but like who's deciding this. And when it goes in my body, like, they were they were wondering like who's liable for it like what if it like, what if it's who, a dead lung yeah like well like, there's no warranty on the lung is no, there no no I know but that's where all this like weird conversation emerges and then there was this one other super weird um, case where a husband and wife got a divorce and the husband had given the wife his extra kidney and then he wanted it back. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. And the judge said, no, that's dumb. You're an idiot. It's done. You can't, you can't do it. That's too bad. So anyways, anyways, it was just very interesting. I don't know when you said when we, when we got on this topic, it was, it was interesting. Go listen to radio lab. It's a good podcast. Okay, great, great. Um, well, Calvin, we got a May long weekend, uh, adventure coming up. Are you still, have you booked that off? Do you, did you somehow get other May long weekend plans? No, I am usually pretty free that weekend. Uh, are you being sarcastic or are you being serious? No, I am. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm t- totally serious. Okay, because I just realized, like, again, we're, like, now almost the beginning of April, and if we don't start to get people to lock down the weekend, that, that trip's going to be a bit of a challenge. And you and I haven't even gone on a good trip since that RV's been renoed. That is true, Jer. Like, we went on a very bad trip to Pittsburgh. Hey, Take that uh, back. Okay, I take it back. It wasn't a very wasn't bad very trip. Very like, bad. But but we literally spent sixteen hours in a in one town and then turned around. So like I just I I of course you're we, not satisfied. Of course we count it based on our criteria of going on a trip, but it's not like that was like mm-hmm. that satisfying. Yeah. Well, this is coming up, Jer. Um, yeah. In summers, I mean, already like I am booking campsites tomorrow with a friend. For this uh, camping extravaganza that I'm planning. The thing that we're invited to? Sure. Like, it's literally open to anyone. I think it's going to be first come, first serve. Who are you booking it with? A guy that is an expert in booking campsites. It's kind of hard to do. Did you know this? Like, it's kind of, like, really competitive. Is he coming with with you? No. This is the guy that I'm borrowing the thing from. Oh, he's just helping you. Yeah. Dude, Anyways, yes, I did know that it was hard because a couple of summers ago when I was at camp and I had to get the stupid camping passes from the front desk even just so my people could go on a canoe trip. It was a giant hassle. And I'm just like, it It gives me all that more motivation to just like figure out camping for yourself. Like the times you and I have gone, it hasn't been on any official land, but uh, it's a little more satisfying that way. I don't know. 
But now that we're talking about like driving all these rigs in, it kind of is yes, you know, it's that sites. much more limiting. Yeah. yeah. Well, we should definitely get that planned, and we should also. Did you talk more about our flying adventure? Are we going to get in a plane or what? I haven't talked. I haven't actually talked at all to that guy since you and I talked last. Okay. Well, I'm a little bit. No, no, never mind. Uh, if you could follow up with him, that'd be great. Yeah, shoot me a text tomorrow, and I will call him. Okay. All right. Let's do that. Great. Great. All right. Jer. Adventures are planned. Everybody out there listening, go do the same. Plan some adventures. Now is the perfect time because you're just coming out of that winter lull. Your ideas are starting to fire on all cylinders, and away you go. Cool, man. Uh, anything else you need to share with me? No, that's it. Are you sure? I'm sure. There's one more thing that I think is on your mind. Okay, there is one more thing. Tell me. Can I guess it? Yep. I heard through the rumor mill you have been approached and are considering joining a band. Oh, the rumor mill's churning them out. Right? <laughs> that is not where what I, I wanted to talk about. But where I'm, am I at on that? <laughs> wow, rumor mill. I caught Uncle Jer off guard. We can't get into it now. We're, that's a cliffhanger. We don't often do cliffhangers on this podcast, but we're doing a cliffhanger. Fine. Co- and then I'll follow up with another thing. You have an event coming up, Jer, on the theme of music. Tickling the Ivory. That I can talk about. Thank you. Actually, no, I can't. And because okay. you, might, you already might have given away too much because I... Okay, well, now you've given away too much. But this is, if my mom listens to this, that's fine. Yes, I do have a piano recital coming up. I've been learning my old piano songs, and I am inviting my parents to a top secret. Uh, well, I, I haven't told them that I've learned these songs again, and I'm inviting, inviting them to the recital, and then they're going to come, and they're going to see that I've been practicing piano, and it's going to be a proud moment for them. Wow. And you might have just given it away. So, Mom, if you're listening, I love you, and I'm learning the songs again. This, are these same songs that you learned as a child? Well, if you call a fifteen-year-old a child, but yeah, like they're like grade eight I conservatory do call a songs. Child. Okay. Grade eight conservatory songs. So like they're like good songs. Okay. Yeah, I I don't. Do it. I'm excited to, excited to uh, see it all play out. I've got a lot of people invited to this thing. I'll probably film it. Is it open bar or are we just bringing whatever we want in? It's BYOB. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Okay. Cans only. So, yes, that piano recital is happening. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, and we can talk about that other rumor next time. I, I hope it's a trumer. You hope what? I hope it's a trumer, but we'll leave it at okay. that. All right, uh, all right. And I th- am glad that my source is panning out for once. Yeah, and I... a major dud in the past. It's going to be very hard for us not to finish this podcast and then for me to try to understand what the rumor mill said, but we got to do that on the next step. Fine. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you guys in two weeks. Um, Yeah, I'm hoping it's like a whole new world out there in two weeks because, you know, this is happening fast. I love spring. It's just we're in the thick of it right now. Let's get some spring. This is puddle season. Go enjoy the puddles. Get some puddles fired up and then go jump in them and find yourself some adventure. Bye.